0: Welcome to Sequel Pitch, where four film enthusiast friends review movies that don't have sequels and see who can come up with the best idea for one. My name is Drew Toynbee, I'm back as the host this week. Joining me once again today to review our movie and pitch me their ideas, we have Andy Henry. Hiya.
1: Yep, it's me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I wasn't expecting to go first, sorry, I was doing something else, I was thinking.
0: (laughs) Um, We also have Matt Rushton. Hello there. And we have Ross Armston.
2: Hello there, everyone.
0: This week we rather changed our pace in terms of choice of movies. We've moved on from the high octane action movies of debatable quality. Um, You talking about rampage? We've yes.
1: Don't
3: be slagging off rampage. Don't
1: be slagging off rampage. I'll come for you. (laughs)
0: Um, So we've decided we've gone back to more family friendly fare. Or As I kind of realised watching this, again, as an adult, um, as family-friendly as a movie about an eccentric recluse trapping, disfiguring, and quite possibly killing four children (laughs) after creating a global litter and obesity crisis could actually be, Um, we watched 1971's Mel Stewart directed Gene Wilder starring musical adventure Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, of course, Based on the book Charlie and the Top Trip Factory by Roald Dahl. So, we're going to go to our review, but before we do that, in case any of our listeners haven't seen the movie, we do a 60 second summary to tell you what happens in the movie, and I'm going to start now. Hi everyone, it's Drew here. Whilst editing the episode, I've realised that I needed to go back in and re-record the summary, um, and that is why you will notice a drastic change in audio quality. Uh, Hopefully, there won't be that drastic change in audio quality going forwards, because we've all learned a little bit more about how to set up our setups. But yeah, for now, sorry about the weirdness. Enjoy. Bye. Charlie Bucket, who lives in poverty with his widowed mother and four bedridden grandparents, is excited to learn that Wonka's chocolate factory in his hometown will be opening their gates to five people who find a golden ticket hidden in a chocolate bar. Four other children, each embodying an aspect of poor behaviour in children, find tickets before Charlie finally and miraculously manages to find one also. His grandpa Joe is so excited he's able to get out of bed and walk and accompanies Charlie as they go and meet the amazing, very weird Willy Wonka and his army of small orange humanoid helpers who sing a lot, the Oompa Loompas. Wonka leads the children and their guardians on a tour of the factory and the children are removed one by one for breaking rules that are related to their personal flaws in some rather horrible ways eventually charlie's the only one left wonka tells him he has to leave because he also broke rules but charlie proves himself decent by returning the everlasting gobstopper that wonka gifted him and the other children rather than taking the opportunity to sell it to a competitor wonka then tells him that he's won this was all a test he wanted to find a decent honest child to take over for him and charlie's that child he and his family can all move in and they can all live happily ever after um, so, what did everyone think? I'm assuming that this wasn't a first time watch for any of us.
2: No, no not me. No.
0: no, no. no. Ah, okay, that's I, I. I would have been surprised and, and <laughs> upset. Um, yeah. So, can you guys? Anyone remember their earliest experience with this film?
1: Well, uh, I remember doing a no. stage show of it once. That was quite fun. <laughs>
0: I also did the stage show hey, of it.
3: Oh jealous. I never did the stage theaters. show of it. Did you not? Oh <laughs> no. Did, were you? Uh, were you Charlie?
1: Drew?
0: No, I was the narrator. It was. I did it. I did it when I was like oh. 17, 18. I was Charlie. My stepsister was Violet Beauregard, and so she put on one of those inflatable sumo suits that was painted purple. <laughs> I nice. got to expand. <laughs> That's, That's amazing.
1: That's such nice. a good way of doing it. Yeah. I like
3: that. <laughs>
2: I really like the film. I, know, I think it, it brings back, you know, nostalgia, nice memories of um, days gone and Gene <laughs> Wilder's performance in it is really good. Like, he's yeah. amazing in it. He's yeah. he, well, he is the best Wonka that is on screen. Uh, better than Johnny Depp. Of the two of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Not toss really hard, up between
3: yeah. the two, but I'm, I'm on Gene yeah. Wilder's side too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's... Of course, one thing that I didn't really, or well, I didn't mention at all in the um, synopsis is that this film is a musical um, opening with the classic Candyman song, <laughs> which became a staple of Sammy Davis Jr.'s for years and years and years. And it was actually, I found it quite jarring hearing the film version again, because I've heard Sammy Davis Jr. sing it countless times since i last watched this film and sammy does it better yeah um i forgot he
1: sung actually to be honest like i wasn't i thought i thought there was like a musical (laughs) interlude so he literally just turned around went hello and i was like oh okay all right (laughs) jesus i like the the song's fine i've just i just got the great image of him as he's pouring all this candy you know giving everything away to the kids and they all leave at the end of the song and he's just left there in this empty shop and he's just like i'm ruined damn it henry
0: again It's odd how willing he is to all of the kids who run in immediately after school because they don't have after school jobs like Charlie has to. Mm -hmm. And they all get free sweets. Like He's just like, let's sing a song and everyone have sweets. Go nuts. (laughs) And then Charlie comes in with his found coin that he managed to buy the winning bar with later and gets really excited because he loves chocolate and he can never have it. Starts wolfing down this chocolate and the guy's there with his hand out coughing, going... <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude! It's one chocolate bar. We saw you give out like
3: all of your stock, yeah, for free. But warns warned Charlie not to eat too fast or enjoy too much of it because it'll make him sick. After yeah. plying dozens of children with enough candy <laughs> to make them sick,
2: I mean, it did. But this film, this film, did birth one of the best songs in music, like in film musical history, didn't Cheer it? Up, <laughs> no <laughs> no pure imagination
0: yeah pure imagination is is just a wonderful wonderful song um but there for, there aren't that many songs there's only no there's only Candyman, mm. cheer up charlie and well, I've got a, a really pure, oh, pure imagination yeah, i've got one. a golden ticket and i want it now mm. and they are all iconic songs
2: yeah i also really like the uh, sets in it and like all the different rooms and i really like the beginning bit when they go into the into the factory and then they go down the corridor that's getting smaller and smaller um yeah, yeah and that's, that's really good. cool um, no
3: he's getting bigger yeah, That's amazing. yeah it's
1: the role actually before anything before they enter and it's the first time wonka has been seen in how many years and he's out with a limp and stuff and then he gets to the gate and he like f- he goes to full but then at the last moment rolls
0: yeah
2: did you know that was all improvised as well
1: yeah 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 it was brilliant
2: yeah it was gene wilder yeah he uh he totally improvised it, it.
0: He insisted on it, didn't he? Yeah,
2: which is cool. Like I think that's a really cool moment. And there's there's some really really good lines in it. Like when Jean Wilder goes when she, uh, when Augustus falls in, I think, and uh, the the wife uh, the wife the mum goes uh, do something, and then Gene Warder just goes help. Stop! Yeah, yeah police
1: yeah. oh, murder. Yeah, oh, <laughs> really it doesn't good. look as good as when I, when it did as I was a kid. Like yeah, that muddy um, looking puddle. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The I I have to admit the um the the chocolate room, the main sort of mm. edible room. It looks so cheap. It's still like the the nostalgic magic and the sort of the sheer scale of it after it being quite a sort of drab and grey and going on with Charlie's life and then you go into this. Crazy Technicolor room, is that? Check that transition is effective, but then they actually get up close and it it just looks horrible. <laughs> like what? What?
2: Like the balloons that he kicks uh, that are just multi-colored.
0: Yeah, yeah, just yeah, balloons on the floor, and <laughs> like the, the 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 flower that um, Gene Wilder picks up and turns into a key- teacup and yeah. drinks it and then chews it, and you can see <laughs> very clearly that it's made of wax and there's an audible added crunch on the soundtrack, but it doesn't crunch. It
3: just
1: sort of <laughs> throbs into his it's mouth. It's a mad world. It's a mad world they set up. Like, everything about it. Um, as, like, the uh, which one blows up to a giant blueberry, and then just gets Violet. juiced, and everything's fine. Like, my TV gets shrunk. Everything's fine. The world is fine with this.
2: I, I disagree with uh, Drew's thing of their, like, Horrific traps, because I think you know. Well, they're not impl- like it's all about these kids being assholes, aren't they? Really, they're all assholes in their own way. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, and they, they fall they... into
1: the traps themselves most of the time.
2: Yeah, and it's that thing they're of like. Them I think and and it and it's and it's, a, it's an obvious thing especially after every single one of them does something selfish or greedy or something and then the Yumpalumpas do the song about why they're they're blah 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 yeah i mean you know maybe i don't think they i don't think they died i mean i just don't think there's very good health and safety uh, in his factory
0: i i mean yeah they they look they put in that line at the end where Gene wilder says to Charlie, where he's just like, "Don't worry, they'll all be fine, but they'll just come out a little bit wiser." But like, of course, he'd say that. Char- yeah, is Charlie going to yeah. follow it up? Nah, this man killed those kids. <laughs> killed
1: those kids he's He right. better not. Like, he's out of the <laughs> yeah. out of the glass elevator. Just opens the door, and just flies away. <laughs> just Charlie's yeah. left. Yeah. I well, it's
0: the the whole film is. Uh, Roald Dahl's work in particular is and his his more adult short stories are, are very, very good as well. Sort of his um his relatively clear clear to see anti Semitism aside. Um yeah, yeah. but his his kids' work is all quite it's not all quite dark, but it a lot of it has some quite dark themes. And yeah. this is this is effectively just it's a fable it's something to tell kids to like don't overeat or you'll get sucked up into a pipe don't chew gum and be loud little girl or you'll turn into a blueberry don't watch too much tv you little bastard or you'll get shrunk down and don't you be spoilt, you little bitch or you'll fall down a hole you bad egg yeah given given like these are children they're children man there's even a line in the song where the oompa Loompas are like blame it on the mother and father yeah. but willie wonka's like nah fuck it i blame the kids it's all careful <laughs> and like knowing doing a bit more research having watched the film and reading up that apparently roald dahl was a bit of like a grumpy mean old man as you might expect from an anti-semite or expect from an anti-semite <laughs> um it, it makes a bit more sense that actually this guy was just channeling all of his grumpiness into writing books, telling children to be seen but not heard yeah. and then someone made it into a film and it turned out to be wonderful
1: Should we speak about the uh, the villain of the film?
0: Yeah It's Grandpa Joe. Do tell Grandpa Joe hot, is, hot
1: take is awful an awful person
0: Alright, so these,
1: these, these are the points I've got about Grandpa Joe He <laughs> enters the film, miserable <laughs> His first words are literally complaining, like um, once if I get strength back in my legs, I'll be able to get like a job or something, and I'll be able to move and the mum says the most you've moved is you put one foot on the floor, and he said, "Ah the fucking floor's too cold that's why it's like he's blaming the mum for the stop complaining, miserable old man, all right next um <laughs>
3: andy has got in. a list. Can I just make a point to the listeners here? Andy had to pause to read his list. I did. Of <laughs> laws I, let, I, let, Grandpa I let the Grumpy Joe. old man go at first. The but fuck? then when he when Charlie came in and
1: he went, I've got a loaf of bread and the mum's like, Oh where'd you get that from? And Grandpa Joe's like, Fuck it, it doesn't matter, give it to me I'm like, wait a minute. This is like I- this is I need to write these down. Next. I loved,
0: I did love, sorry to interrupt. Remember where you are in your list. I did love the fact that a, a relatively significant plot point in the first 20 minutes of this movie is the young, like, 10 year old kid begging his granddad to use his money to buy, to buy tobacco, tobacco, tobacco rather than pipe. chocolate. Yep, yep, yep. That like, it's such a big
3: yeah. deal. It's all right. Yeah, like, it's only one pipe a day.
1: Fucking idiot. So, yeah, basically, that's another point. Um,. We all know about uh, the benefit fraud and him like uh, being fake sick for twenty years. <laughs> ben because he gets up and starts singing. He even fucking um, changes the lyrics halfway through. Does anyone know? It? it says, "I've got a golden ticket. I've got a- fuck you, you cheeky fuck." Charlie's golden ticket. Next. We- um. So <laughs> Grandpa Joe is the one that tricks Chuckle. Tricks. tells Charlie to take the fizzy lifting juice that could have killed him. That's true. Bad Grandpa. No. Uh. Doesn't even try and like save Charlie. He's just like ah. Just, you know, try and spread ego all over the fan or try and, I don't know, hold Charlie's leg and maybe the weight could bring him down. What does that um, He tells Charlie at the end to give the gobstopper away to Slugworth. Dick. Um, and then what's his, what, what, one of his last lines in the film, so one of his first lines in the film is his, his compla- him complaining, and one of his last lines in the film, after Charlie's given the factory, he turns to Willy Wonka and he's like, what's in it for me? What do I get? And Willy Wonka's like, oh yeah, you can move in too. And he's like, yay! <laughs> Fuck Grandpa. Fury. I say this because it works really well <laughs> in my pitch. So, yeah. Yeah, I did wonder. But I, did wonder. He, I mean, he is we, a bad. i was very excited
3: it, for that pitch. For yeah. someone who I read mean, the book, is he I mean, is he a bad is he a, bad, he's, he's a bad grandpa.
1: He sings
2: no. we've we he says I've got a golden ticket and then he says after that we've got a he says something to Charlie after he says it. He says we've got a golden ticket. Yeah,
0: wait, no. He's got a golden It ticket. switches between the two. But I I can I can see where Andy's coming from. I like how that's Makes your one thing oh, you about could this film. It. Could not about
2: the, the fact that like all of the fucking grandparents sleep in the same bed together like <laughs> yeah, in like in the when living you're room. They're
0: benefits <laughs> cheats. Yeah. They're not exactly living at large. <laughs> They're, they're, there's they're six, six of money them in, of in one room <laughs> Why were they
1: watching the TV? Get rid of that You would have had a bit of extra dough
0: <laughs> Oh no, let's not Let's not start down this you, road
3: I, I feel like in 2020 yeah. you can't Judge 1971 cult classics <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I think it's probably time we Start wrapping up the review section a little Bit, Um, just before we get to our scores Any favourite Moments or standout moments Good or bad, Um, let's go With Ross, you're at the top of the screen.
2: Um, standout moments. I love the song "Pure Imagination." I think it's really good. The choreography when he's walking down the stairs and doing a little uh, yeah. kick up is really cool. When he puts his cane uh, to stop the kids from like going down the stairs and and singing, and just the end of the end of the song where he's just like yeah where he just sort of, it just it does it's not like I really like Whoa! it's it's just a bit where he's just really slow and singing it at the end is really good where he eats the um where he eats the cup I really like that's my favorite moment um yeah. awesome
3: matthew um I mean the song is beautiful and I don't think a day goes by where I don't hear it at least once on any number of musical Spotify playlists. <laughs> you know, it's on every one because it is just such a classic. So the song is beautiful. Um, my One of the moments that I watched and it did just make me chuckle again, um, and Ross and I kind of touched on it, just generally chatting, is the computer... And the sarcastic <laughs> computer where it's just like what need do I have of chocolate? <laughs> it's just like I'm just telling this computer what need it has of chocolate <laughs> It was just a little more like that. I was just like, yeah. Oh, humour back then was something different. <laughs> something yeah, special. all of
0: the all of the little interstitials like showing the world going mad, like the the auction where the queen shows up to buy oh, yeah. the last case of Wonka Bars in England <laughs> and where there's the woman whose oh, husband has been taken hostage. I forgot about like, all these bits, yeah. They, they want I your case, a case of Wonka Bars.
3: The yeah, therapist scene it's, was the I about scene. It, it, It's yeah. the
0: Wonka Bars or your husband's life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like,
1: how, how long do I have to think about it?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Andy, what was your stand-up moment?
1: Um, I mean, it's a classic, so everything's really good it's hard to pick i would say the, the role because it took me by surprise and it does say so much about the character i do really like that for me yeah it was definitely his his performance because you didn't know you don't know if you could trust him at any point if what he was lying who is he what's he done what the hell is going on it's yeah <laughs> basically it's that all this. like the the actual the actual world uh that this sets up because has anyone read the sequel to this or know what the sequel is i'm, yeah. I'm guessing glass charlie and the I'm great right.
0: glass elevator yeah
1: um i'm guessing none of ours are going to be like this but i i really like i when i was thinking about this pitch basically i thought about the world more than like just a direct sequel because this world is mad this is a great world and Hey, I really hey, hey, hey 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 the review what? section
0: is not the place for your propaganda to <clears throat> hype your pitch. That's
3: all it's been. He's badmouthed Grandpa for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. because it's part of his sequel pitch. And now he's talking about the bloody grandpa podcast. Isn't him grandpa was the worst pitch. character.
1: And, you and were, he's out you here were doing really psyops. You
0: playing on it. Alright, <laughs> uh, get on with it. Um, okay, so super quickly then, let's run through scores. Um, same order again. Ross, out of five, what would you give this movie?
2: Um, I would give this movie... Four Augustus Gloop block passages out of five.
0: <laughs> Very good, um,
3: Matt. I would give this movie four perfectly questionably rolled newspapers for the paper round out of five.
1: <laughs> Andy, um, I'm going to be boring and go with four chocolate salty balls. Ah,
0: matching the tone. <laughs> And I'll, I'm, I'm going with 4.5 wonderfully sung renditions of Cheer Up Charlie, which made me weep like a little child. Oh. Um, our highest rated film by a significant margin, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory comes out at 4.125 stars out of five. Nice. So with that, I think it's time to get your sequels pitched. So, the rules of the pitches are really simple. Um, This is more for the audience at home, you guys know what you're doing at this point. Um, You will all have your chance to pitch me your idea for a sequel without interruption, and I really want it sold to me, I want you to really give it the emotion, give it some welly. Um, Afterwards, I will have a few questions for you on your pitch, um, and then all of you will have a chance to persuade me why I should pick your movie over the other two. But we will allow a little bit of interjection at that point, just because it gets a little spicy. So, let's go to our first picture. And up first, I have decided I would like Matt. Oh. Um. So, Matt, what is the title of your
3: film? The title of my Willy Wonka sequel is Willy Wonka where the heart is very good um in that
0: case i think we are ready to go with your pitch
3: excellent set in 2020 charlie and the bucket family have turned Wonkas into a heartless empire devoid of color devoid of soul the desire for money as charlie became an adult has taken over the dreams and the excitement of the wonderful wonka products Slugworths, on the other hand, a competitor, has a new exciting R&D department which invites a new school class from around the world each week to visit them and create their crazy class confectionery, Song one, with the best at the end of the year going on sale with 1% of the proceeds going to that school. Wonkers is losing money and their voice the song of silence song two the staff are unhappy the bucket family is miserable and charlie is lost that is until veruca appears now a happy fun-loving and kind-hearted mum of two how times change she sees the state of the factory and how unhappy the staff are and she confronts charlie he got the factory because he was the most worthy and least selfish the opposite of what he appears to have become Q song three this begins as like a confrontational song think lame is but ends with a ballad balladic realization that charlie from charlie of who he was and what Wonkas used to be determined to change with veruca's aid Wonkas is determined to fight back and return to their magical ways and thus begins the battle of the bars Act two is basically a 45-minute marketing face-off with each company launching a new product and the opposite company coming up with their comparative product. Each one seems to try and one up the other, kinda of, there's a very 50-50 balance going on. There's glorious marketing campaigns, and fun is at the heart of everything. It's very much the musical montage. However, There is a feeling deep down that driving all of this is still that desire for money. There's still something missing. And the act ends with a major bill landing on Charlie's desk. A bill that would cripple wonkers. So, Act 3 opens a week later with a second letter landing on Charlie's desk. Whack! It's a contract of sale from Slugworths wanting to buy wonkers. A very defeated Charlie takes time to consider the contract and sallying wonkers to their bitterest chocolate pun rivals <laughs> Slugworths. Well done, well done. Cue, well done, Cue well the big ballad. Having taken the day and the night to sleep on it, after conversations with the Bucket family and again with Veruca, Charlie is still undecided. He falls into a very restless sleep. Dream Dream sequence! In his sleep, Charlie is visited by the ghost of Grandpa Joe who sits him down and they have a chat. A heart-to-heart, if you will. Joe questions Charlie on what the key ingredient for vodka's chocolate is and why Charlie was given the factory in the first place. The answer, whilst frustrating at first, soon becomes apparent. Love. Nothing more, nothing less. And that Charlie awakes with a brand new idea. The Grandpa Joe. It's a plain chocolate. There's no frills, no spectacle, no massive marketing campaign. Just a chocolate bar made with love. And you know what? It's a bloody huge success. It breaks world records. It's the fastest selling chocolate (laughs) bar of all time because it speaks to the people the slugworth family is stunned but they have mad admiration for the buckets slugworth and charlie shake hands with the eyes of the world on them which feeds into one last major hurrah and crescendo a rendition of pure imagination but mixed in with 21st century r&b and electro and <laughs> drummer bass it's a huge fucking spectacle saga dance the end Yes,
1: bra- Bravo on Bitterest. That was that was definitely well done. <laughs> Thanks, that was,
3: man. I was very
0: passionate. Proud of <laughs> passionate. Well done. Um, okay, so, so some questions. Gosh, where to start? Okay. Um, well, how are you picturing the style for the songs? I really appreciate the titles of all the songs. I really like it. Um, what if you could give me an analogy? Is it is it primarily inspired by the music of the original film or is it more updated
3: i i think inspired within reason um you know i there's i guess there's a few different musicals that you could pull from with things like waitress and you know um not necessarily hamill's but you know it needs to be modern this is 2020 so we can't go for the classic willy wonka vibes whilst that music is wonderful it wouldn't sit with a modern audience i think it would feel dated so it's got to pay homage to the vibe and the feel but it's got to have a bit of 21st century oomph to it
0: i mean i yeah i think you mentioned hamilton i i think it's just a given that lin-manuel miranda would be doing the music so
3: (sighs) yes please
0: there we go We'll assume he's signed on. Um, the The flashback with Grandpa Joe, I like. I like the. I like the emotion behind it. How would you achieve that? Because um, obviously he's not around anymore.
3: No. Um, at first, I just pictured it as a voiceover, and in my pitch, I'd actually I think just written as a voiceover. But I felt like <laughs> there could be more to it. Um, budget depending. If we could look at how we could work in a you know, a digital transference of a Maybe you could come in the clouds. Uh, Grandpa Joe. You know, it there fossa. was an there was a lion King, <laughs> there was a Lion King vibe to it. That's where the dream sequence came from was the Mufasa chat. But okay. I felt like you no, couldn't no go judgment. too much down the Disney route. Um with He Lives In You, especially, you know, the Lanking King musical came up <laughs> but It was like, Grandpa, joking can sing He Lives In You. But it's Wodka he's thinking about now. Um, I think it's... I, I must admit, I would allow some director's creative freedom with how that scene plays out. That's fair. That isn't the um, family guy scene in my eyes as we didn't really touch on it. Fair one. Um, so the very,
0: very quick question... What is the nature of the relationship with Veruca? Because she shows up and she's a she's a mum of two. Mm-hmm. Are they just friends? Is it implied that there is more going on there? Is that does that tie into his redemptive story at all, or is she just there as a friend?
3: It's a good question. I think it's the. The principle of Veruca's character, more than the relationship between the two, I think was to highlight that juxtaposition where Veruca, this really bratty, horrible child, has become a real loving, caring, respectful human being where Charlie has gone down the opposite path. Um, I did consider love interests or deeper relationships. I think that that would perhaps detract from the storyline, so I didn't tie mm. that into anything. But again, I feel like I am bringing the pitch. The director could take that and make more of it within reason, but I don't think it should be a focus point. You wouldn't be putting it on the page? Um, I wouldn't necessarily write cool. it as they are lovers and they both come from broken families. I feel like that paints darker pictures for both, perhaps.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm 100% with you for... I, I... That's, that is the way that I would want it to go. I think that's... The the first film is all about... reward Rewarding goodness or punishing... <laughs> punishing mm. badness, depending which way you look at it. But this is all about being open, remembering that people can change. And I really like that. Um, one minor note. Mm. Um, Slugworth. The first film obviously sets up Slugworth being the spy who isn't actually Slugworth. Mm. In your film... It, just, it feels like a tiny bit of a plot hole. Are you, would there be any kind of exposition explaining that the original Slugworth wasn't Slugworth, but this is the actual Slugworth, or am I just getting too caught up
3: in that? Um, I feel like Slugworth as a confectionery brand clearly exists. It's on the shelves alongside the Wonka's chocolate bars. So oh, yeah, yeah. Slugworth, the character, perhaps plays less importance in my pitch than the confectionery brand Slugworths, I feel like Slugworths, the brand, would have a very clear visual representation in this movie, oh, okay. Um, where it's it's kind of devoid. And I, my I do have a flaw in that I put um, Slugworth and Charlie shake hands at the end. You know, I feel like it's a Slugworths representative in Charlie like shake CEO hands at the or end. Something. Yeah, the,
0: the new slick CEO. Yeah, played who's by Rashida Jones
3: trendy. I'm seeing Rashida yes, Jones cast away but I am merely your pitch bitch <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's, that's that's staying isn't it yeah, right. we're pitch yeah. bitches, pitch bitches. <laughs> <laughs> love it um, thank you Matt I that I enjoyed that thank you for your answers um, thank I you. am going to move on to Ross Ross Hello. what is the title for your sequel sir
2: Charlie's Chocolate Factory, uh, pure imagination. Oh, uh, like so, a little. What would you call the two dots? Colon. Yeah, colon. Pure imagination. Yeah.
0: Two colonated, <laughs> subtitled movies thus far. Yeah. Very good. Um, whenever you're ready, Ross.
2: The movie opens, and we see a blue sky and clouds. We hear the original opening music from their first movie, reorchestrated. The camera pans down to an English town along a high street, and we see the words "England 2020." The camera moves along the street, and we see one shop that reads uh, "Charlie's Chocolate Shop." Uh, we then uh, the camera then pans inside the shop. And we are introduced to Charlie, older now, uh, behind a counter. Um, the shelves are full of chocolate, untouched. Charlie is looking through his mail, all the bills that are late in payment. He sadly sings the Candyman song, uh, a cappella. He closes up and heads home. On his way home, he stops outside the gates of the Wonka factory, now closed and looking like it hasn't seen any care in years. On the way, he visits the graves of Grandpa Joe, his other grandparents, and his mother. He talks to them about the struggles he's had after losing the factory, saying that a kid owning a factory was too much pressure, and the lack of interest in chocolate and sweets is uh, affected it as well. He goes home to his one-bed flat, but sees a child sitting on the next doorstep. His clothes raggedy and he looks much like Charlie did when he was young. He learns that the child has uh, his mother is sick and he wishes that um, he could make her feel better and that she loves chocolate but he can't afford to buy it. Charlie gives him some that he had in his bag. The eyes of the child light up. Charlie hasn't seen this excitement in a long while. It ignites a passion in him. We hear Gene Wilder's voice say, so shines a good deed in a weary world he has an idea he and the child traveled to the factory with an instrumental of i've got a golden ticket playing in the background the factory is run down cobwebs and dust everywhere they look around the factory and there is echoes of audio from the first film Then, all of a sudden, Charlie sees the Oompa uh, uh, Oompa Loompas and learns that they've been living there, surviving on what they can, and they're so glad to see Charlie. They hand him an old book with Wonka's ideas written on the front. Charlie looks inside and starts to sing, pure imagination. We then see a montage of them getting the factory up and running and we get snippets of news shows announcing that Charlie is reopening the factory. Then, once finished, Charlie heads to Wonka's office, sees everything as it was, half of this, half of that. He sees Wonka's hat and sings the last line of pure imagination and dons the hat. The factory is finally ready to start producing all the craziest inventions Wonka had. He invites all the old characters, now parents, back to, the old fa- uh, back to the factory on opening day. They bring their children, who echo them as they were when they were children. They are amazed that he managed to make chocolates and sweets exciting again. He said it was all thanks to the kid next door for igniting his passion again. The end.
1: Sorry, what did he ignite at the end?
2: Their passion, <laughs> <laughs> the passion again. He ignited their passion again. Their pashmina.
0: <laughs> okay, very good. Um, so, the first film mm-hmm. has has this quite strong moral message of of behave you little shit or or you'll be punished. Mm-hmm. That's I'm being a bit harsh, but it is quite moral. What's the message of yours?
2: I think it's. Um, a message of don't give up uh, when times are hard, especially it's about, it's more about Charlie and his journey that he's had in the, in the coming years, being a child and being in charge of a factory and having that, and then having his grandpa and all his, and his mum and his other grandparents die to have him on his own running a company, which, you know, he probably was still quite young when they died. So he's still going to be, and you know, Wonka, can only give him so much advice and i think he just ran away from his troubles and he opened his own sh- like his own small shop and that's as ma- as as far as he could go with um as as he could only run a shop like he couldn't like mass produce stuff hmm. um as a as a child
0: okay and is that the stuff that you just embellished a bit it, would you be showing that on on screen?
2: Yes, yeah. There there would be a lot more scenes in terms of like you know the montages and the maybe there would be more of a journey with this kid rather than just him giving a bit, a bit of chocolate. Maybe he uh, the kid. Ha- visits him in the chocolate shop and talks to him about Willy Wonka and maybe they can reminisce about and he maybe reminisces and is reminded of that he could visit the grave of Grandpa Joe again and I just because uh, obviously I didn't want to I didn't want to go too much into detail but yeah. I want to really work on Charlie and also I like the fact that I would cast I would want to cast Charlie the original guy who played him because. Um, I think that, yes, I know he hasn't been in any films since he's, he's done any, he's now a veterinarian, but I think there is something in people seeing the original actors playing those roles. Like, I know I talked about it earlier on in the episode, but watching Cobra Kai, like what it's, it's, it's really popular because you're seeing the original people in the, uh, that were in the movies and now they're adults and now they've got a lot more. And his the actor can echo some of the the fact that he was a child when he filmed that and mm-hmm. and the pressure that it was being a child and being a star of 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 that movie.
0: Okay, yeah, there's I can I can definitely see the poignance in that. Um the next question mm-hmm. what happened to Willy Wonka? And I perhaps should have asked this of Matt as well, but I'll leave that for you guys to ask him in a bit. What happened? I
2: think that he I don't know actually. You don't it's know in the left film. It's just
0: completely ambiguous. Because I like the yeah. I like that you hear his voice occasionally and there are more sort of direct callbacks to the first film. I like that. It feels like he has a presence. Yeah. And I think it's a valid choice for the audience not to know because he is such a magical character. I oh, yeah. think that's that's valid. I was just just curious um yeah last question mm-hmm. any songs
2: yes yeah, so uh i think there will be maybe so he's going to sing pure imagination yep. uh the original charlie is going to sing pure imagination um possibly there may be a number at the end um uh i didn't actually put that in so i won't um you know, I won't add it now. Uh, but like, there probably would be a big number at the end, similar to Matt's, and and possibly one to show. And and, and he said, and he sings Candyman as well, uh, Candyman, but just in an a cappella, sadder okay. version of it. Um, so
0: it it's it's not a musical in the same way necessarily that the original was, but the music is still a presence.
2: Yeah, and there's um, okay. there's in, there's modern there's. The the overtures and stuff and the orchestras are still doing the themes from the original. Like the opening bit is all the same opening music that they mm-hmm. use in um the first one, but it's just done with twenty twenty recordings of cool. the same notes and stuff.
0: All right. Very yeah. good. Thank you very much, Ross. Um You're welcome. Last but by no means least and
1: i'm definitely the most curious about where
0: this is going
1: so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna explain anything now i'll leave it to the inevitable questions but i will just put a disclaimer (laughs) out of some okay right mine's different to the others (laughs) okay (laughs) originally i had one that was quite similar to matt's but i say the reason i was going on about like the world it it, might i looked more at the world and when okay. that was given to me.
0: So I'm I'm very curious. What's the title?
1: The title is called Charlie and the Curse of the Chocolate Factory. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs>
3: um
1: just put your face, some faces in your head. Um, there's a bit where we go back to nineteen seventy one. It's a very short scene. Um actor wise, I think we can get rid of um sorry, get round it by either doing CGI or having everything filmed from behind so we never see faces. It's very quick, so it'd be it'd be very easy to do. Um, and then after the, so we got Charlie, uh, older Charlie, I'm thinking Tom Holland or Daniel Radcliffe. And then Grandpa Joe, Michael Gambon or Christopher Lloyd, I'd like to audition.
0: For Grandpa Joe. OK, all right. OK, OK. Whenever you're ready. So
1: 1986, Charlie, young 20s, unshaven, has slumped over his desk in his office in the, cho- in the chocolate factory, wearing Wonky's iconic orange hat and purple coat. He's holding a bottle of chocolate vodka while Grandpa Joe is in the corner, heating a bowl of something that looks like drugs. He injects himself while looking Charlie in the eye. Charlie takes a chocolate bar out of his pocket and says, We've come a long way since I ate my first Wonka bar. 1971. The class elevator lands back in the chocolate factory, and with a quick smoke bomb, Willy Wonka disappears forever. Charlie looks to Grandpa Joe, and Grandpa Joe says, This is the start of our whole new life. Charlie smiles. We have a Numpa Loompa song, but it's a bit different to the songs in the original. These songs have a darker tone to them. Life instantly changes for Charlie and Joe. Unfortunately, the other grandparents and the mum die in a house fire, but Charlie and Joe are fine. They're suddenly rich and they have a whole new house to live in. Joe likes what his grandson has inherited. The money goes to Grandpa Joe's head and he start, soon starts partying like he did when he was younger. Gambling, drinking, drugs and women. Leaving a 12 year old boy to run a business and as you can imagine he, he doesn't do well. Things start to go south. As the years pass the chocolate factory sales start to fall. Charlie tries everything to try and make a profit with little to no help from Joe but he seems to make mistakes at every turn. The once colourful factory quickly turns into a dilapidated mess. And there'll be another like kind of depressing-ish Oompa Loompa song at this point. Uh, the office is listed with new pa- newspapers uh, with headlines like, new owner of the factory doesn't know what he's doing, factory in a funk Tory, and boy ruins world's favourite chocolate bar. <laughs> Suddenly, Grandpa Joe comes to Charlie with a new ingredient that will change everything and save the factory. And then there'll be like another Oompa Loompa song here. Charlie manages to make the chocolate bar with the last of the stock he has and it hits the shops and it's a big hit. The, deadlines, the headlines change and now read Factory in Bactory. Has Wonka returned? And new chocolate bar sells out in first week. Sales return to the factory and everything seems normal. Charlie starts to idolise Joe and changes from the sweet young boy he once was to a drunk addicted to drugs. The drugs, start to, the drugs and stress start to take a toll on his mental health and Charlie suffers hallucinations. He starts attacking the Oompa and takes one as a lover. There'll be another Oompa Lumpa song here. After a few years of living the high life, one morning, a man in a suit knocks at the door of the factory. He works for the DEA. There's a report that this new ingredient is secretly an addictive drug, and Charlie is questioned downtown. And then there'll be an Oompa song here. When he returns, Charlie questions Joe, and Joe reveals that the secret ingredient is a new kind of edible drug. (laughs) Charlie realizes Joe has led him down a path of ruin, and he tries to tell the DEA guy he's stopped by his lover, the Oompa Lumpa. Grandpa Joe and the Oompa Loompa manipulate Charlie back to the dark side. A few, years passed, uh, a few years passed as the DEA tries to find out the truth about the secret ingredient, but Charlie goes to great lengths to stay one move, one move ahead. The pressure gets to Charlie and he catches Grandpa Joe, fucking Charlie's Oompa Loompa lover, which causes the two to fight, and Charlie starts choking Joe, only to realise he was hallucinating and he was actually choking his Oompa Loompa lover. Grandpa Joe enters and says the DEA have found out the secret ingredient, and he's running away given the impression that he's leaving Charlie to take the fall. Charlie looks to his dead lover and starts to blame Joe for everything. Joe uh, can't take what he's done to himself and his family, his only family. We end as we start in the office in 1986. Joe slides against the wall and drops to the floor. Charlie gets up, walks over to the now dead, cold Joe and takes the needle out of his arm. As he does, he hears police sirens in the background. Charlie sticks himself with a needle, which is about still half full, and pushes down on the plunger. He finishes his Wonka bar as the police enter the room. The screen goes black as Charlie's limp body is put in handcuffs and dragged out of the room. The Wonka hat falls from Charlie's head and rolls across the floor as we hear a soft...
0: Oh, God.
3: Is that there? Is it the end that's the end <laughs> <laughs> wow drew i'll leave yep. the questions to you pal <laughs> i I, th-
1: I think your first question will be what the fuck?" and i could definitely answer that um it, okay so, yeah do yeah so i like this film i actually re- when i rewatched it I, I liked it more than i did as a kid because i liked the world the, the story's fine all that lot and the my original pitch was something along the lines of matt and it involved heart and love but that doesn't utilise this mad world where people are just blown up to blueberries and then shrunken down to fucking TV size. It's not reality. <laughs> I've played yeah. into that. But this is also a trilogy. It's going to be a trilogy. So, like, it's going, to oh, be, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be the story of a man. The first film is when he's a kid. And in a kid, everything's basically PG. So everything's light and fluffy. The second film's going to be a 15. This is this one. And everything's going to go dark and shit. And then at eighteen, when he's an a, a proper adult, this is, this is only a fifteen.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what requiem for a fucking
0: chocolate bar is only a fifteen?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, this is going to be completely new. Basically, so like, it's going to be the first ever. It's going to be the first ever like trilogy that's followed a man's story, and, and the ratings change on the periods of his life. <laughs>
0: It's like boyhood, but with with, with wonderful childhood characters and <laughs> crack. Oh yeah. no, Andy! So
1: okay. imagine seeing right, a film. Right. Imagine seeing a film as a kid, like Lion King. A, I'm, imagine seeing a film as a kid, like Lion King, and then someone comes to you like ten years later, and they're like, "Yeah, that's good. Did you see the sequel?" And you're like, "The sequel." And they're like, "Yeah, man, shit gets downright weird." And you watch it, and it's like this. And you're like, "Yeah, I had that. You know, family can watch that shit. This will be awesome."
2: so you so you're limiting the the amount of people that can see it already when you're so your your proviso is that you want to get the people that are adults now that used to watch the original so what about Um, the kids now who want to watch watch, but then when they're adults they they have to wait until
1: they're they're not going to watch this one now because they're not old enough they can have the first one that's fine and then when they get older they're like wait there's a sequel Oh, there's a sequel, okay. they watch it and like well, 20 years later, this, they
2: were like, this... Oh, there's a sequel to this old, f- this already 1975 <laughs> film. Yeah, when yes, they
1: passed yeah. 15. They're like, This is the birthday present. Wow. Like, your dad gets st- you.
0: There is there is no <laughs> way this is a 15. My God, man. I, I, all right, so, so to confirm. Mm-hmm. You are seeing this as a straight dramatic film. This isn't you going for dark no, no, comedy. No, no, with no this,
1: it. Is, this is this is this is a slight dark comedy, like black comedy, but it's not it's not littered. It is serious, but obviously the, the fucking situation would cause would, would cause some sort of comedic scenes at some point, like dark and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a, rather than a, a, a nice children's story, you've got that. I'm going to go to continue, and it's just this just mad world and this guy's mad story in this mad world
0: i struggle <laughs> that mm-hmm. yes it's a, it's a fantastical world and so of all of the fantastical things and magical worlds where the umpolumpas could have come from and and all and flying elevators you instead choose the magical magical problem of hardcore intravenous drug use <laughs>
1: magical about everyone else's it's not like the drugs aren't like the main thing it's just what the world provides.
3: it it, but but, what movie's magical it's a musical yeah drugs is is hardcore
0: real world stuff this isn't escape that's not
1: escapism it is if you you say drugs it's escapism uh, that's what you're doing so this is
3: not an advert for drugs people listening at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah do not do drugs.
0: I'm. I am. Don't I am, think about
1: Basically, Don't think about this as a
0: don't sequel. No. 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 It's. It's my job as the host to think about this. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I'm telling you what. I'm. This is what I'm giving you. Don't think about anything else. This is like it's in that. It's like think about the universe and where this film could go. But 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 it's sequel
0: pitch. It's not original idea yeah. pitch. It, it's this, not. Original. It, it's a sequel. It, it come. It comes as a package with the first film and yeah. as a package. Alright, okay, I want you to picture imagine that, I mean, DVDs are still a relevant way of consuming media. Imagine you walk into your local Tesco's in Bristol you walk into the media section there's a two pack of the Willy Wonka movies and it's rated charitably for you, it's rated 15 and there's one front is like is the painting of Gene Wilder in a hat and the other one is Grandpa Joe injecting crack
1: I mean I don't know if that would be on the front cover but I'll give you the two <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: okay yeah that's fair you didn't specify I don't know, that it'd be, be more good. like um. <laughs> yeah I
0: I'm. I think you can tell where I'm at. To your, well, no, no. no, I will. I'll leave my. I'll leave my summary thoughts until later.
3: Um, Can I just? I do want to take a moment to say that someone who works in marketing, (laughs) I pity the fucker that has to write the marketing campaign for this 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 two-disc DVD edition. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, um, we're already running slightly over target on this, so oh, I'm going to move us on. Thank you, Andy. It, I uh, can see how much thought you've put into it, if nothing else, and I can give nothing but respect for that. Um, so, very quickly, same order. Um, Matt first. I want yeah. you to tell me why I should pick yours over the others.
3: Um, firstly, <laughs> Ross, your film is wholesome as fuck but it's just too much of a bow to uh, the original. Um, Andy, I would even allow it if this film was being made 20 years or 10 years after the original, not 50, but it's okay. (laughs) Your child audience would now be in their mid-50s, parents themselves, possibly grandparents themselves. They may not be as excited about watching your sequel. Um, I feel like mine is the truest most wholesome and most musically intended sequel, which would absolutely make it onto Broadway and the theatrical scene as well as the movie scene, and you know it'd be your biggest moneymaker.
0: Okay, thank you, Matt. Ross?
3: Uh, You
2: should pick mine because... I think that people like, especially at this at this time, like nostalgia, and they like... I think mine has a, a perfect blend of that. Using the original actors, getting them to come back, people like that, especially at this time. I think that my wholesomeness... is 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 a positive and i don't think it's a negative i think that matt's pitch is a bit too just uh two corporate people going against each other and it it might come across boring um it's just oh i'm gonna make a uh, a product you're gonna make a product oh okay um
3: with the same original actors and with a load of songs and dances
2: I mean, all of them. Are, yeah, all right, mate. Do you have Charlie in yours? No, you don't. Yeah, I do I do?
3: Charlie is the Charlie nah, in the bucket from the factory.
2: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in my movie, not yours, mate. That's no, all right. Sorry. <laughs> um, and Andy's, I. It's too far. It's too off the wall for me to to pick. I think if you're if you're pitching. Uh, A children's movie and needs to at least be in the same vein of being a children's movie as a sequel I don't think that you can I don't think you can do the same I don't think you can have a wholesome like fun movie and then go on to having uh, scenes where there's someone having sex with an oompa loompa I don't think that's I honestly don't think that would be good in a movie so that's why you should pick mine
0: okay and Last, but by no means least, Andy.
1: Yes, mine's different. Mine's dark, but it follows Charlie through dark times. It's, it's a story, basically, what happens if you follow the wrong person um, and if they put you in a hole that's too deep for you to climb out of. The first film in itself is ridiculous, so mine actually isn't as ridiculous as it sounds. The other two are just boring and by the book, to be honest. Okay,
0: so my my final thoughts. The uh, first thing I'm going to point out is... Actually, how similar all three are. Yeah, we all made the
1: factory fucking.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. all three of you. None of you were like, yeah, Charlie and Willy Wonka have to go on a crazy adventure to a magical land to get a new secret ingredient that's going to make healthy chocolate, which is probably where I would have come with it.
1: I was expecting one courtroom, like base Charlie on the stand for all these murders or trials or something. <laughs>
0: It's just just an interesting
1: point that
0: theoretically Andy's could be the prequel to either Matt's or Ross's with a few tweaks. Um, I I just that was I I was not expecting that they were on much more similar lines than I than I expected to see. Um, Matt, I I really like the theme of the movie. I really like the thought that you've put into into the three-act structure and where the songs come in it and sort of looking at it in terms of how you structure a musical and that the songs are in places where characters change and have realisations and growth. I was very impressed with that. Um, however, it it I was a little perturbed that Willy Wonka just disappeared and there was no reference to him at all. Um, Ross, I felt that yours was a little thin plot wise. Um not that the movie has to be two and a half hours long and with the songs you were talking about and things, I think it could work. And I I again, similar to Matt's, I like the theme of overcoming adversity and persevering and it was and it's interesting to go back, as with Matt's and, and Andy's, it is interesting to go back and think, oh man, that what would it do to a twelve year old to be given a factory? No, i would i would point out that like all three at the end of the movie gene wilder specifically says when i move on he doesn't say i'm going now <laughs> yeah. he, he says i want a kid who i can teach all my secrets to and then in the future he'll take over so all three of you like huge <laughs> plot hole <laughs> but i have to take off the same amount of points from all three of you so it makes no difference at that point and lastly andy
1: you loved it just face it <laughs>
0: Right, so here's the thing. As an actual, honest to God branded by Warner Brothers now that Warner Brothers own it after they bought it from Paramount, they like branded as Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or anything else. Just no. <laughs> Ab no. No. But I'm I'm just I'm just saying this right now, Andy, I'm really sorry. I I can't. I cannot let you win no this below our highest rated film our highest rated film a children's film cannot become a drug and sex fueled like depression drama
1: i i, I don't see a problem with that I, I, I i've got to be honest but
0: i i'm just saying if i if i was netflix and you came to me and said i want to do you know how bright was what if superman was evil but he's not superman he's slightly different yeah yeah. if i was netflix and you came to me and said i want to do what happened to charlie Bucket when he messed it all up but obviously we'll call it all different i would buy this and make it a dark comedy absolutely i like i would but that is the only way i can see it working
3: can i just say for yeah, Brightburn yeah. was the first thing that I thought about too. And I think it is so fucking dark to take something that is so worldly cherished that it could, as a standalone movie, be fucking awesome, actually. But it, yeah, I never read this as a sequel pitch. I never was listening to that just like this. No, it, you can't market this as a sequel. But I fucking respect that you you saw the path and you went, hmm, nope, and you deviated <laughs> away from that bad boy and you refused yeah. to follow the grain. So well and done you, you for that. And you
0: justified <laughs> it, and and your justifications made sense. I was impressed with, I was impressed <laughs> with how it went in that direction. This is your honourable mention because the the conditions that I've said, I think it could legit work but not as an actual honest-to-God sequel. Um, So, I have to pick a winner. And it's really... This is really, really tough for me. Um, Because I've I've explained what I liked about both. Um, And there are a couple of issues that I have with both as well. But ultimately, I think I have to go with Ross. Ross! and let me explain why it in terms of in terms of the character journeys like matt you the the work on the songs and the the structure and veruca coming back in all of that was really great and i loved it and you should also be committed matt gets an honorable mention as well you're all winners um but there wasn't enough of willy wonka in it and the spectre of Gene Wilder needs to hang large over this film,
3: partly you could have because... Grandpa Joe to Willy Wonka if you were that desperate producer. I know, say, but... I gave you your dream sequence. I even said it as, DREAM SEQUENCE! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was even more... Practice, I didn't win, me, me, me. But yeah,
0: I like, yes, they... Again, I, 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 I think I said this on the first one that I hosted. Like, If I could smush yours and Ross's together, then I would. Um, but as I have to pick one, it's Ross because I want Gene Wilder to have a presence in the film. Um, primarily for just the emotional connection to the first film. But also thinking ever so slightly cynically about the finances of it all. The This movie is 50 years old this year. We didn't actually even comment on that. It's a 50-year-old movie. And right. so a lot of the people who are going to go and see it are going to be older because they're going to be going for the nostalgia. And I think that piling on the nostalgia is actually the way to go with this one. Um, so there we go. Um, and Andy, Andy and Matt, valiant efforts for entirely different reasons. <laughs> um but well played, everyone. But that means Ross will be our host next episode. So, Ross, have you been having a look at the list of movies?
2: Yes. We next week are going to be doing the 2012 Colin Farrell Total Recall.
0: Oh, <laughs> goodness God, really? gracious. Dipping me. into that sci fi. Oh. okay sci-fi here we go <laughs> just a big a huge sigh from everyone yeah, in attendance like, oh, oh, oh.
2: so yeah cool sure. get okay. your sequels pitched for next week in future, fantastic and it is available on um, it is available on Netflix UK fantastic so if you guys want to watch it before next week check it out on Netflix UK or VPN it, either one, you know. <laughs>
0: it's, it's not illegal to suggest that. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. sorry. Don't no, do that. Do no, no, not no. Do no, that. no, I mean that. I sound that. That came out really sarcastic. I, I, <laughs> I genuinely don't think it is illegal. Like, oh, okay. Otherwise, right. the people wouldn't be able to buy them. So to there we go. It.
3: To suggest
0: it, it's illegal yeah, um, to pirate it. Everybody. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that is it for episode four. Um, a quick point, the the first couple of months of a podcast life are really important for reaching new people and sort of getting out there. So if, in, if you've enjoyed listening to what we've done already, we would appreciate it so, so much if you could drop us a review if you're using Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you're listening um, and you can have our episodes show up as soon as they come out and drop us some feedback on Twitter at Sequel Pitch or on our Facebook or Instagram pages. So, um, with that, it is goodbye from Andy. Oh, fucking total recall! This is gonna be mental. <laughs> ah, bye. <laughs> goodbye from Matt.
3: <sighs> goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye from our winner, Ross.
2: Come with me, <laughs> and you'll be in the one win out of for cuz i am the champion
0: and goodbye from me <laughs> <laughs>